Hey everybody, welcome to Signals from the Frontline. Every Wednesday live cast here on Twitch, Facebook, YouTube. Boom! Brought to you by FrontlineGaming.org where you can get your tabletop gaming goodies all the days of the week. Check us out, store.frontlinegaming.org. Thank you guys and gals for joining us. I'm Reese, your host, and with me, the one, the only, Franklin. The world's greatest 40K player. Are you going back to that? Why not? I'm going to start playing again. <laughs> Got my first tournament this weekend. Just warming up your head for to put That's the right. crown back on it. That's right. All right. So we got a great show for everybody. It's going to be a little bit of a short show because there's not a lot going on uh, right now. But while it might be small, it's still going to be fierce. That's right. That's size, my motto. Size does not matter. That's my motto in life. All right. So uh, we would tell you about what's up for pre-order this uh, this week, but it doesn't really matter. Because as most of you know, GW has implemented some absolutely brutal allocations for retailers. We're only getting, not just us, everybody is only getting like one or two of new releases. It's uh, it's pretty savage, not trying to throw GW under the bus. I'm sure they have the reasons for doing it. I think they're just not making enough product right now. But for those of us in the retail business, it's pretty savage to have um, not enough product to sell. It's also really frustrating for customers. Yeah. that are unable to get the things that they that they want. Um, and I know a lot of stores are really feeling the financial uh, pinch from just not having stuff to sell. So to all of our fellow game stores out there, hang tough. Hopefully GW gets this sorted out soon and, uh, and we can get back to normal. But just to uh, do our due diligence, what was available for about five seconds in our web <laughs> cart this weekend was the Death Watch and Space Wolves codexes along with some of the really cool new Combat Patrol box sets that you get that are basically the new start collecting box sets. Great value for the one person that got it. Yeah. I mean... You're very lucky. <laughs> very lucky. Uh, so, um, you know, yeah, kind of rough, but... The allocations are brutal. So hopefully, like Reese said, hopefully they're able to up their production and are able to uh, produce more and give more to their retailers because right yeah. now it's just kind of a joke it's like oh yeah we've got two codexes like, and they're gone <laughs> and like from a business perspective yeah. like it doesn't really make sense you're shipping out thousands of items and you're paying for shipping every time you're paying for the labor to have someone in the warehouse go get it put it in a box ship it so your their overhead per unit has gone way way up which means the profit's gone down so i don't know we don't really know what's going on i know that they're doing their best again we're not trying to shit talk them. Um, I'm sure this sucks. This sucks for them too because they're getting less money coming in. But um, it's kind of a frustrating situation all around. Yeah. Hopefully it gets fixed soon. And uh, this coming weekend, we will have the Shadow and Pain box set for Age of Sigmar featuring Ooh. the uh, uh, I can't even remember the name. The Slanesh versus the Witch Elves. Huh? What? I, like I'm like totally brain farting the the Witch Elf faction in Age of Sigmar. Oh, I don't know. Daughters of Cain, there thank you. you. Oh, also, for those of you watching live, if we're having some technical difficulties, uh, just hang in there. Like we said, this is uh, the Rhino's first time yeah. running the stream solo, so there's going to be a little bit of a, le a learning curve. And if you guys are wondering, Reese is see-through because Reese decided to wear a yellow shirt when we have a green background for a green screen. Dude, so it's not is see-through. It's not green, bro. It's yellow. Yeah, but yellow is close enough to green to where the camera will pick it up as green. So well, that's why you're see-through. That's not my that's not my problem. <laughs> tech, if tech everybody support. was wondering. So that's tech that's support. how you know. Yeah. Um 
and yeah, just you know, so that everybody everybody does know, uh, Mariana is still working for Frontline Gaming. She just doesn't work in the on the stream anymore. So uh, she's been it's been awesome. She did a wonderful job, but uh, she's moving on to different different things now uh, in regards to her responsibilities and roles here. Yep. So uh, pretty cool. This box set looks rad. Good luck getting it. Uh, hopefully, hopefully you do. But um, you know we we're not getting very many of them. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. All right. So reminder: the Las Vegas Open is still a go as of now. Uh, the COVID situation all around the world is kind of heating up, so that might change. But uh, as of now, because Nevada has been, you know, thank luckily has been very mildly, relatively speaking, has been very very mildly impacted by the Rona. So as of now, we're still good to go. It's obviously the event's going to be way smaller because a lot of people can't, can't, they literally can't come to America. And we have a ton of international people. And some folks just don't feel comfortable. Maybe they have someone that's vulnerable in their household. You know, and for those people, we encourage you to do what your conscience dictates and be safe. But for those of you who are willing and want to come, um, the event is still a go. So if you want to buy some tickets, you can. Some of the events we're, we're going to cancel um, just because of some of the limitations that we have. And, you know, the attendance was down. But the main events, like the 40K Champs, Age of Sigmar Champs, Star Wars Legion, um, uh, uh, Team Yankee, Flames War, uh, I was just drawing blanks, something right. <laughs> 30K, a lot of the main events are still a green light and are still going to be good sides. They're not going to be what they were last year. I don't think anybody expects that. But it'll, in all likelihood, as long as everything stays green light, they're still going to be the biggest events of the year by a flipping mile. Um, and then just to, so that everybody understands, like there's a lot of uh, limitations and restrictions which are there for your safety. Everyone's going to have their fever taken. It's not like a thermometer or whatever. Like when you walk in, they have this little gun, uh, temperature gun. I don't even know how to describe it. It basically looks like a projector and they'll hit you with it yeah. when you walk in the casino just to make sure that you don't have a temperature. Uh, we'll also be following all the rules and regulations. So you'll have to stay six feet apart, um, no large groups. Yeah. Um, you have to wear masks, um, stuff like that. And then if there's anything that changes by the time LVOs around, we'll be following those rules as well. So Yeah, it's going to be ultra safe. And hilariously, like in the main hall, everyone, we did the math on it. Everyone is going to have like, it's ludicrous. It's like 60 square feet or no, it's not. It was like 120 square feet yeah. of space per table. It's, it's like gonna, more than double what you normally have. Yeah, it's going to be comically <laughs> spread out because yeah. there's a limitation on how many people can be in a room. So at any rate, fingers crossed that we can do it, that we can do it safely. And of course, uh, all of your health, safety, well-being is our primary concern. Yeah. Um, and again, if you don't feel comfortable, don't sweat it. We have a really robust policy in place. You can, you can get a, uh, almost all of your money back. We do keep some of it as a service fee. You can uh, push the ticket to next year, or you can turn 100% of it into store credit. So it's like, it's very low risk. Yeah. If you want to get a ticket, go for it you're going to be really safe in regards to, to your money. Fingers crossed, man. I hope I, I could use an event. <laughs> yeah. I would love to see everybody. So. Yeah. Well, I'm not, you know, as many people as possible. Yeah. It would just, it would be really fun to be able to actually have an event again. I am the, the situation, you know, it's, it's serious. We take it seriously, but dude, I'm ready to put this in the rear view mirror. Yeah. Just like I'm sure everybody is. So fingers crossed uh, right now we're good to go. Hopefully that doesn't change. So we actually had a couple of events this past weekend. Um, both of them were in the, the UK and Europe. And we wanted to take a look because 
it's really cool to see the diversity that we are seeing in the meta with what limited data that we have. Um, it's really exciting to see how much of a variety there is out there. Yeah. So why don't we chat about the first one? It was the Kent Wargames GT. Yeah. And I, I believe, I'm 99% certain that was in the UK. Uh, in the chat, I'm sure they can let us know. But uh, uh, yes, chat, the mustache had, had, had gone as far as it was going to go. It was time to shave. Play taps. Restood that in the shower. <laughs> I still I still haven't had a haircut since uh, quarantine. Yeah, I know. Everybody's calling on that. <laughs> oh, you shaved the mustache, but you kept the mullet. All right. Oh, dude, I have a hard mullet right now. The moulet is flowing strong. Business in the front, party in the back. <laughs> no, I'm going to get a haircut. I was actually, I don't know if I can pull it off. I was thinking about doing the Peaky Blinders. Oh, you're going to try to go the comb over? I don't know if my head's the right shape to comb over. <laughs> I still have hair, dude. <laughs> I mean, I'm doing the Vegeta. Like I, the solar panels grow every year, but I still got the hair. That's right. Don't don't age me, man. Hanging on by my <laughs> don't fingertips. Don't age me. Uh, I don't know if I have the right head for it, but I was I was like, oh, I could try it. Why not? Just go for a mohawk. I dude, I I Straight had one. Up mohawk. I had one for a long time, but uh, I, at 39, <laughs> I'm not sure it's the right look. <laughs> I think it's a solid. Look. Maybe if I was like Just a cage point. fighter or something, but yeah. yeah. Uh, so Frankie, let's take a look at these lists from the Kent uh, War Games GT, yeah. and I was really stoked, man. There's some exciting variety in here. Yeah, so the sisters list is really cool. Um, they have two different uh, sister detachments, and then they also have a Calidus Assassin, which is pretty cool. Um, seeing the assassin in some lists. Yeah, because now you have to give up quite a bit to take it. Yeah, yeah, but uh, it's it's a bunch of uh, sisters units, and then they have some uh, retributors with the multi meltas. Um, multi-meltas multi are, are super good they're baller now dude <laughs> they're so good yep and then uh they take some close combat units so they have uh what are they called uh, i forgot what they're called scroll down dun 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 just wait repentia there you go that's what it was yeah the repentia are super good so uh, you're seeing a lot of sisters armies taking like three units of them yeah the other tear apart whatever they attack the other common element that you're seeing in a lot of sisters lists, like this kind of like foot horde sisters list has been really common. I've, we've been in, as common as anything can be right now when we're not really playing a lot of events, but I've seen a lot of people taking this infantry horde sisters list. And I think it's really cool that you're also seeing these rhinos. I've seen a lot of lists that are throwing in transport vehicles because in this edition, there's so much you can do with them. And I, uh, I would imagine that the Seraph or the Repentia ride in the Rhinos. Yeah. The Rhinos give them protection, get them where they need to be. And then the Rhinos can do all kinds of stuff, be annoying, jump on objectives, uh, engage people in melee, all that fun, all that kind of fun stuff. And the other common element I've been seeing a ton are the Zephyrum, the um, melee uh, jump sisters unit. Yeah, everybody's saying that the Zephyrum are really good. Um, there's some ways to manipulate their charge uh, when they deep strike and stuff like that, so... You know what, what? Actually, that's a good question, Frankie. What do you think are riding in the rhinos? Do you think it's the retributors or the um, no? It's Repentia? the Repentia for sure. Yeah, because God, that's so many multi meltas. That is savage, dude. Because now with two shots. Yeah, no, they're amazing. But really, they, they have like a thirty-inch effective range because they move six. So yeah, you don't have to put them inside the rhinos. That's really, really, <laughs> really strong. Um, and I have hilariously, I have, I think I have two units of full uh multi melted devastators yeah because in the beginning of eighth i would put them in a draw pod drop them down and then shoot and they were really good then now it's they're literally twice as good 
Plus now the Devastators have an extra wound. Yeah. So I mean, I might have to might have to bust that out and try it again. Well, congratulations to Luke Grant, who took first place. And second place was Baz Croucher, and he was taking White Scars. Yep. Yep. White Scars list. He had a couple bike captains, librarian, uh, just some generic space brain units, honestly. And then he had, of course, the Eradicators. I think he had a big unit of like five or something like that. Of uh, Eradicators. Yeah, I mean, you're seeing those yeah. in every list. I think you can only take three, right? Or is it, I can... thought it was only three, but... Uh... Maybe not. <laughs> no, it's... You oh, you can take up to six. Sorry. You can go up to and six. Then, so... And then you had the attack bike squads with multi-meltas. Yeah. So you're seeing a lot of melta guns out there. Yeah, and it makes sense, right? Like in a in a power armor uh, meta, yeah. multi-meltas just erase them. You know what I mean? Especially if you're in half range, you're auto-killing up to a three-wound model without even having to roll any dice. Yeah. So I, I can see multi-meltas. Meltas are going to be really popular, which is great. Because you, you just didn't really see him very frequently. No. So, uh, I, really cool list. I like that you're seeing attack bikes. Mini Marines are making quite the comeback. Um, really cool list. Again, I like it a lot. What, did you have any uh, melee elements? Yeah, yeah he has two Terminators with Lightning Claw. Nice. Two Terminator units. Nice. Yeah. Dude, the Terminator Assault Squads are criminally cheap. Yep. Dude, 165 really really points, three wounds. Savage, man. Like super 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 good and now that they have four attacks on the charge because of um uh furious assault or whatever it's called uh space marine space marine assault cheese attack so they have so many flipping attacks and like rerolls are a dime a dozen in uh the space marine codex plus with some of the uh stratagems you can make them hit on twos and give them plus one to wound like i'm putting a unit of uh lightning claw terminators in my uh my emerging Deathwing army, and I think they're going to be great. Oh, yeah. So, cool list. Again, congratulations to Baz. Darren Cooper uh, came in third, and yes, in chat, total professional. I wore the wrong color shirt. That's why I look funny. I can't blame that one on Pablo. That's uh, that's all me, baby. <laughs> uh, Darren Cooper came in third place, and he was playing Necrons, which is really, really cool. Yeah, I think he has... Three ghost arcs or two ghost arcs, which that is interesting. Is super interesting because yeah. I think ghost arcs suck now, but yeah. I clearly am dumb. I'm not a fan, but yeah, he has two big or two ten man Necron units and then one or warrior unit, sorry, and then one eighteen man warrior unit. Um, and but he's I'm taking really he's taking the Gauze Reapers. That's the new shorter range weapon, correct? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then he has a, a Satan shard of the Nightbringer, which is interesting. Well, everyone, that Void Dragon, man. Everyone's saying that the Nightbringer is the is the big D now. Like, he is a yeah. beast, apparently. That's what everyone is saying that, that plays Necrons. I love the Void Dragon, though. Oh, yeah, the model's so brilliant. Cool. <laughs> but, I mean, I would imagine that they're going to update the other two eventually as well, you know? Yeah, I would think so. Um, but, yeah, and then he has uh, two units or two small units of Wraiths, just three man. And then, uh, sorry, two Ghost Darks, not three. That's really interesting. I am curious as to how we use them because to me in my ignorant opinion they just didn't look that good anymore they're probably great at grabbing objectives and stuff yeah they're not a big threat (laughs) yeah it's true and they're relatively hard to kill their firepower is not that great yeah their buff is not that great anymore in chat you know relieve my ignorance what how do you think that um uh, darren was using these to such good effect to get third place I'm, i'm genuinely curious 
because I was just like putting mine back on the shelf. I was like, good night, sweet prince. It's been fun. There you go. And then, of course, you had a night side too, and those are great. Yeah. So um, he says, Reese, you just talked about how good transports are, and now you're talking trash on one that has a 5++ transhuman, a bucket of guns, and returns models to units is bad. Well, clearly. Check I'm, yourself. That's clearly, what he said. I'm dumb. He said, check yourself before you wreck yourself. Just assume I don't know anything. <laughs> He's missing half his body right now, guys. All right. The first hard step, to think. The first te- step on the journey to wisdom is recognizing your own ignorance, Frankie. <laughs> so I'm about to get very wise. Get... <laughs> Anyways, uh, but yeah, I mean, for 145 points, they're quite resilient. Um, they still do bring guys back. They're not horrible. It's just I don't know. I'd rather take more firepower in the yeah. Necron list, I think. But. That was my thought, too, is because I ran a really similar list with a lot of warriors and uh, ghost arcs to keep them alive. Hey, maybe I just, maybe my list is uh, not headed to the shelf. Yeah. Uh, maybe it still works. I have almost all these models that, um, that uh, was it? I'm sorry, Darren? What Darren was using. And it's also really cool he's using Triarch Praetorians because I have a big unit of them and I love them. Um, but I, I wasn't seeing the combos. I'm also really rusty because no one's been playing much lately, <laughs> yeah. including us. But uh, congratulations to him. It's uh, very exciting and encouraging to see a new, the new Codex already doing well. Yep. That's great. Uh, in fourth place, we had Kevin Stone, which is a freaking awesome name. Dang right. <laughs> you got to name his kid like Slade or something. Slate. Yeah, go. Slade Stone. <laughs> that would be instant baller status. Hey, you heard it. You got it here, Kevin. Yeah. Give me credit when you name him and he turns into a badass. Uh, so this was the most interesting list to me by a mile. I never thought we'd be saying this. Pure Knights, fourth place. Boom. Kevin Stone, teach us the ways because you're clearly a badass. Just like your future son, Slade Stone. <laughs> <laughs> so I, how in the heck did he make this work? Uh, I mean, he's got three armagers which are really good with gravitation the, pulsars. The Morax are the ones you use, correct? Like yeah, use but lightning. he's using different uh, weapons. So, Frankie, do you know what the updated, what the change was for these? I don't, I don't off the top of my head. Chat, let us know what do their graviton pulsars do now in ninth edition so that we can let everybody know listening. Because previously it was lightning locks was the hotness. And uh, now it sounds like the graviton pulsars are something to take a closer look at. Uh, but yeah, let us know in the chat. So I'm sure some of you bright individuals can uh, uh, educate us. But then he also had a Knight Crusader and a Knight Gallant. Yep. They're, I mean, the Gallants are still super good. Crusader's awesome. Um, I think the Armagers are the key, though, because he takes a lot more. <laughs> so then he also has what? Four Warglaives. Four war- What a cool list. Yeah. It's really cool. I love the little knights running around. That's awesome. Yeah, like I've I last edition you couldn't really make that list work very well. Though comically there was a guy that was playing all warglaves. And yeah. he did he did okay, but it was just fun, right? And yes, in chat I am wearing a camel cloak. That that's it. That's what it that's was. That's it. I'm wearing a camel cloak. I'm like the predator, bro. You just can't uh, you can't see me. I'm like can't John I'm like John Cena. See. John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> I'm you know, just as buff, famous and handsome. John right. Cena. Uh what what a cool list, though. I'm really I think it's great that we're seeing uh, the variety because I thought Knights were just going to have a really rough go of it uh, in this edition. Especially the change to melt against. 
<laughs> yeah, with melted guns and just, yeah. you know, how it's a challenge to get the objectives and, and every other thing. So, uh, really cool. I think that's why the Armagers are really good because they can run up onto the objectives and then your big knights can go do some heavy lifting. Yeah. So. Well, uh, congratulations. Uh, very cool list. And I really love seeing that that uh, variety. Uh, so let's take a look at another or the only other event that went on was the <laughs> Vosterous Autumn Bash. Ooh. And uh, sounds like a really fun event. But uh, let's take a look. First place was Jonathan Slay Johnson. And he was playing Raven Guard. Raven Guard. Another Space Marine list. Got that captain. Was there anything you know particularly that jumped out at you about this one? Not really. Uh, I mean, he has the Chapter Master with a Thunder Hammer and a Jump Pack. Smash Captains are back, baby! Frankie is unimpressed. Yeah. It's like most Space Marine lists. It's a ton of infantry. You've got your um, incursors. A lot of people are starting to use the Assault Intercessors and then Blade Guard. Blade Guard are like in every single list. Except for that White Scars list. No, they had a unit of Blade Guard. In my face. <laughs> nice try, though. And yeah. then uh, he's taking the Vanguard Veterans, which is an amazing unit. Yeah, they're, um, they're ridiculously good. All with Power Fist, though, Yeah, that's which is crazy. Interesting. Um, I would just run them with Chain Swords. Yeah. Like Chain Sword, Storm Shield all day, baby. That is such a good combo. Yeah. But still... I mean, he did really well. He won the event, so, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm not trying to give anybody advice. Yep. <laughs> and, of course, he has a unit of Eradicators because don't leave home without them. They're so good. Yeah, this is, actually, I really like this list. It's um, it's not breaking the mold in any way, but it's just uh, it's cool. It covers all the bases. Got the Assault Intercessors and Cursors, some Eradicators, some Mobility. I think it's a really cool list, actually. I like it a lot. Yeah, it's interesting you're not seeing aggressors and stuff which i like that change so. yeah the aggressors were annoying i think they got over nerfed but uh, i agree they got over nerfed but god they were really obnoxious yep like they were just, the damage output was totally out of proportion with their points cost it was just out of proportion with everything the, the game uh all right let's take a look at second place who was ricard nilsson and he was playing i think he's playing knights and admech or was it just nah, just admech so what was uh, what was going on with this list, buddy? He's got a Tech Priest Dominus, Tech Priest Manipulus. Mm. The hard part is Mechanicus's names are like all so like wordy. I don't know. I don't even know what they do. I'm like, what is, what is that word? Come so on. Got some fixed computers. He's, he's got the three units of Vanguard, um, and then he's got three units of Electro Priest. Electro Priest really are cool. really good. Yeah. Um, so he's a 10 man, a nine man and a seven man. And I believe they all go into transports, flat table, do some damage. Um, then he has a big unit of iron strider Ballastarius with auto cannons. So the shooty chicken walkers. Yep. Nice. That That's a change from last edition when it was all melee. Yeah. I like it. Um, I believe they're minus one to hit. Correct me in chat if I'm wrong. Yeah, I think so. But uh, it's it's a pretty good little unit. And then you run them up onto an objective or you stay back on an objective in your deployment zone and just put a bunch of autocannon shots down the table. It's pretty cool. Yeah, so then the Forge World in chat, it's a mixed. He has Stygis, Graia, um, Mars. It looks like he's, he's running a soup, probably just to take advantage of all the different stratagems. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I've, this is another common one I'm seeing a lot in Admech lists now is the Cerberus Raiders. Yep. So, and he had two units of those. So, um, seeing those a lot, which is cool. It's good to see the new units doing well. Yeah, I like it. It's it's a really cool list. Um, and he also has a Termite Drill. Boom. Termite Drill and then uh, two Doom Riders, Scorpius yep. Doom Riders. 
so yeah, like AdMech have been doing really well since they got their new models. And I'm, we're seeing a lot of commonalities. Oh, okay. um, there's a lot of transport vehicles. They're all, they're all pretty much going mechanized, yeah. which I think is really cool. It's fun. Actually, um, one of the only games I lost at the LGT last year was to mechanized AdMech. Uh, dealing with that many vehicles is really challenging. Yeah. Uh, very good. Uh, very, very cool looking army too. So yep. uh, in the chat, Neil Kerr was saying that if you want to hear an in-depth interview about how this list works, you can listen to the Art of War Down Under podcast, which is on the Frontline Gaming Podcast Network. Oh. And you can do a, a deep dive into that if you're curious to learn more about it. Third place was Sebastian Larson. This was another list that just jumped out at me as being super interesting. And I've actually seen a lot of this. So he's playing Chaos Demons and he has a lot of, it's like a monster mash list with a lot of big models. Yeah. So last edition, just ask um, RVD one of a kind who never failed to mention how bad Greater Demons were. I've seen a lot of lists that are using a lot of them. And I guess the key change has been, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that now that they can hide behind terrain. Yep. Uh, because they, except for the poor um, Great Unclean one, <laughs> They're under the wound threshold so they can actually hide now. Now, all of a sudden, now it seems to be the silver bullet that has allowed them to be taken with confidence, and they're doing well. I've seen a number of tournaments where uh, there's been a lot of greater demons, and they've had they've uh, uh, got on the podium. Yeah, and I think the Invo save really helps out. Um... This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends you new cartridges, so you never have to think about ink. Save up to 50%. You'll pay less than $5 a month for ink and never run out again. Find out if your printer is eligible and enroll today at hpinstantink.com. Conditions apply. For details, visit hp.com slash instantinkspotify. And like, there's a lot of infantry, so they're really good at killing infantry. So um, I like that, and it's cool to see somebody take three Keeper of Secrets. I yeah, I mean, when was the last <laughs> time? models are amazing. When was the last time we saw that? When was the last time we were talking about a list that had four Greater Demons or five actually Greater Demons? Yeah, because Shalaxi Hellbane is another one, right? Am I, I am correct in that, right? Huh? Shalaxi Hellbane is the named Keeper of Secrets, or am I being a, a, a retard? I'm actually not sure. When I read it, I was like, I don't remember who that was. I think it is, but uh, correct us in the chat if we're wrong. Clearly very rusty. But, but it's a, it's an interesting list. He has three units of demonettes. He's got the four greater demons, three units of nerglings, and two units of screamers. I would imagine that the screamers are there to go around grabbing objectives. I guess, yeah. I, I guess that makes sense. And then two exalted flamers, which I always liked the exalted flamer. I thought it was really good, but... Yeah. yeah, there you go. Keeper of Secrets named. That's yeah. what it is. So he has four uh, Keeper of Secrets, basically. And I guess there was another, uh, the Invasion GT in Norway about a month ago had four Keeper of Secrets also. I like it. I think it's great. That's awesome. I can't wait for someone to make it work with like Bloodthirsters, you know. Yeah. So very cool. Congratulations. Uh, and then fourth place, we had Tim Norton, uh, who was playing Harlequins. No surprise. We've been seeing Harlequins just kicking ass in ninth edition. Yep, so he's got uh, three units of the uh, Star Weavers. He's got, I think, five troops. Uh, one of them's like a big unit, and then he puts uh, two of them into um, the transports, the Sky Weavers, uh, and those units have fusion pistols. The rest of the Harlequins all have caresses and shuriken pistols, and the caresses AP minus two, two or one damage. 
uh, plus two strength. So interesting list. And um, three big units of Skyweavers. Yeah. Or sorry, Skyweavers, not Starweavers. Starweavers are the transports. I was getting mixed up. And then he has the Solitaire, of course. Big badass. I love the Solitaire, especially when you give him the weapon when he's fighting infantry, he goes to three damage. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, this guy, this, uh, the Harlequins, from what we've been seeing, have been really, really good at winning missions. And they're really good at killing Space Marines, which is yep. the kind of the, has been the meta for two years now, roughly. Uh, although I guess we'll count 2020 as like a quarter of a year. But I think they have all the tools that they need. Uh, a really good example of this, I was just watching the, the Tabletop Titans crew just did a battle report with Space Wolves. The new Space Wolves with the new Codex against Harlequins and the Harlequins uh, took them behind the woodshed and, and gave them quite the whipping. So I think they're going to be one of the top armies in the meta uh, for a while until something changes. And like we always say, like, Horde army is the only thing they really struggle with, and you don't really see them. Like orcs is the only horde army I've seen at all in ninth edition. So, yeah, geez. and the skyweavers give you enough options versus a small horde that you'll do okay. They're, they have so many shots, and then also with the um, the mask that they took, they get plus one attack when they charge. So, yeah, and the amount of shots they have, like it's not ideal. It's not like a counter to orcs or anything, no. but it helps. It yeah. helps quite a bit. Um, I played against a, a Harlequin player with the same 15, the max number of um, uh, Skyweavers in a team tournament. And it wasn't, I had a true orc horde. It wasn't enough, but it definitely was able to chew through like two, I think, units of boys. Yeah. But that it just wasn't enough. I overwhelmed him after that. Um, it does help though. Yep. It helps mitigate it. So congratulations to everybody. Awesome that people were actually able to play. Hopefully we can keep having tournaments safely so that we have more content. To, to take a look at and kind of like test and see how these new codexes are doing because otherwise yeah it's just all theory craft which is well and good and it's the best that we can do but we're hoping that we can get more events yeah hoping we get more events all right let's take a look at the itc standings of course if you like the itc you like what it's about you want to continue to see it grow consider supporting it financially via our patreon you can do so for as little as one dollar a month and it is greatly appreciated all the money goes back into the infrastructure of the itc Current top five, Dan Sammons continues to lead the pack, followed by Kim Knox. Colin McDade is in third. Vic VJ moves into fourth, and Ricard Nilsson moves into fifth place. Well done. All right. 40K Hobby Track, James Weston is in first place. Marshall Peterson is in second. John Smith in third. Scott Boucher in fourth. And Richard Kilton in fifth. Age of Sigmar, top five, Matt Beasley is currently in first place. William Sohaley is in second. Jordan Duncan in third. Michael Vaganos is in fourth. Jared Zizweta is in fifth. And that's it. Almost went all the way down. <laughs> Age of Sigmar Hobby Track. Russell Tanner is in first. Adam Kemenish is in second. Tied with Will Reeves, also in second place. Matt Abbott in fourth. Dan Sanchez in fifth. Warhammer Underworlds. Ivan Cho remains in first place. Glenn Dean in second. Jonathan Coulson in third, Cody Handler in fourth, Michael Melody stays in fifth. Kill Team, Rudy Pertu Tatanin is in first, John Sow in second, Lucas Carone in third, Angel Alvarez Serrano in fourth, Carlos Paz in fifth. All right. Tactics Corner figured I'd talk a little bit about my uh, my burgeoning Deathwing yeah. army. Um, also, I feel <laughs> stupid saying this, but if anybody out there 
<laughs> has has any Deathwing any boxes of Deathwing models that they're not that they're willing to part with, please uh, let me know because I, I cannot find them anywhere. Yeah. Literally, I cannot find them anywhere. Games Workshop has been sold out for ages. Um, if anybody has any they want to trade or sell, let me know because uh, I'm, I'm I've got a lot of momentum going right now and I have ten models. <laughs> <laughs> you're almost there you can almost play a tournament uh, so uh um i feel stupid saying this considering we own a game store <laughs> but this is where we're at um so yeah if anybody has any they wouldn't that they would be willing to part with even the old um the ones from the old box set dark vengeance yeah i'd even be i'd be happy to take those if anybody was willing to part with them um so <clears throat> i decided to go with the guardians of the covenant paint scheme so I was looking into all the, the Dark Angel successor chapters. And for whatever reason, I really wanted to go silver. I wanted to paint a silver army. I don't know why, just with the way I, I felt. Yeah. I just got, the mood took me. So uh, I'm spraying them silver. I'm painting them with the uh, black, the um, contrast paints called Black Templar. And the contrast paints are really impressive. Yeah. yeah like, they're super cool. Um, I really like them. Just going to wash them and then go back and then layer it up from there. And uh, for anybody who doesn't know, it's a silver, black, and red paint scheme. It's really striking. So I think it'll look super cool when I'm done. Um, I'm working on them every night, so I should have... I did, I painted a test model up, um, and it looked really cool. I was super uh, pleased with the way it came out. So excited for that. And then in terms of army composition, um, I'm going all Terminators with one unit of uh, um, Outriders just to use the strat that you can deep strike within six because it's so good. Um, you could take a unit, drop it within six, and then hit them um, with a reroll aura on the champion, the chapter champion. When you upgrade him, he turns into an absolute beast. Like when you fully upgrade him, he has six attacks base, strength eight. I think it's like AP three or four or two damage. And then if he's in a unit of 10 or more models, he gets an extra three attacks. It's pretty good. Hit 10 attacks on the charge. Pretty good. <laughs> Hits on twos. And then he has a reroll charge aura too, which is super duper super useful especially when you're dropping out a deep strike yeah um and then of course one of the um i actually got one of the, the special chaplains tarantis uh that came out one of the litanies is plus two charge right so that if you have a, a big unit of terminators you need to get in there and, and get busy in melee you can reliably do it um trying to do a mix of uh shooting and melee it is mostly a melee army and then i need someone to talk me down because i know it's stupid but i really really want to put in a redemptor dreadnought just because i the model is so cool. And now with the minus one damage and everything, um, they're, they're significantly better than they were. The only problem is if you have all Terminators and one Redemptor Dreadnought, every anti-tank gun on the board is going to be like, boop, 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 pew, pew, pew. I think you should take the Redemptor. Because then every time we play, I can just blow it up on yeah, turn one. Yeah, I know. I mean, make, make my opponent feel good. Be great. Because then no one wants to shoot anti-tank weapons at the Deathwing because they're, they have, you only wound them on a four and then they have, feel no pain and you know they're really really resilient and you have the apothecary and they're bringing people back to life so i'm i know it's stupid but i i'm feeling like i might do it anyway <laughs> plus i can actually get a redemptor dreadnought and i can't get terminators yeah so um we joined the uh, the vegas 40k league here which we're really excited about because it's just been really difficult to really difficult to play uh lately just because of everything that's going on in the world so it's going to be good to, to knock the, the dust off and get in there, play. I don't think that the Deathwing are going to be a top-tier army. I think they're going to be a mid-tier army. Just They're going to be hard as nails. They're going to hit hard and be tough. But it's just I think it's going to be a struggle to win the missions. Yeah. But uh, I think it's going to be really fun to play. 
and I won't have to think too hard because everything's hard to kill and basically does the same thing. There's not that many stratagems I have to think about. No, it's pretty easy. Straightforward. It's really, it's really straightforward, which is great. Yeah. Um, so we'll see how it does. Uh, the army's really slow, but I think it'll be fun. Yeah, I think it'll be great. And I'm having a lot of fun modeling it. That's really the best part for me right now. Uh, Frankie, what are you going to be playing in the 40K Vegas, the Vegas 40K League? Oh, I'm still playing my Harlequins. So are you going to make any changes to your list, or do you want to just kind of run down what you're playing? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm playing the same thing. So I have uh, uh, six troops. All of them have fusion guns and kisses, so they're AP minus one, D3 damage in close combat. Um, I've got uh, six uh, Star Weavers, which are the vehicles. And then I've got a big unit of um, Skyweavers, a six-man unit. That's my anti-tank unit. Also use them to go grab objectives and stuff. Um, and then I have two Troop Masters, a um, Shadow Seer, a Solitaire, and a Death uh, Jester. So it's a super solid list. All the HQs go into the transports with, um, or all the characters go in the transports with the troops, fly around the table. I also take the mask to where I can advance and still shoot all my melta guns that are in the vehicle because they turn into assault weapons. Um, and with all the new stratagems that Harlequins have, the army's been doing really well. Yeah. Especially against Marines. So. Oh, yeah. I think you're clean. I don't think you're going to have any trouble with Marines outside of maybe some, like, you know, some weird builds. Yeah. But, like, the list that we're seeing with lots of infantry and, um, you know, like a smattering of vehicles, I think you're going to walk right through those armies with, really, like, frankly, with with ease yeah the harlequins are really good they have the four up invo save and especially now that a lot of marine players aren't taking aggressors the aggressors would do so much damage to the harlequins but now without those units i'm not too worried about marine players so yeah and like yeah. A, with the changes to overwatch too that was always something that was really hard for um harlequins because even losing one or two yeah um uh troop members in uh overwatch was really damaging Oh yeah, each one of my troop members is twenty-five points. So yeah, I don't want to lose one of those. Well, how would you feel playing an army like mine with all these, you know, bizarre uh, defenses that the Deathwing have? A four up to wound would be really hard to get through, and then also on top of that, they each have three wounds, um, so that wouldn't be an ideal matchup for my army. Uh, the melt guns are still pretty good against them. Yeah, close uh, range, you still kill a Terminator. And then in, oh, you don't have the plus two damage. Yeah, right. yeah, no, and then close combat. I'd do okay. I'd have to burn a stratagem to do damage to him. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't feel confident against all uh, uh, Terminator army, especially since my AP on my uh, troops is only AP one. So you go up to a three up save. So you're like, eh, I don't well, care. Well, then and the ones with storm shields would still have a two up save. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't think it'd be a great matchup for the Harlequins, but you'd probably, probably do okay. You probably still spank my bottom just on the mission. Because uh, you so yeah. much faster. Yeah, so I can redeploy a lot faster than you can, which would help out. But the four up to wound, I think, would be the bane of my army. That'd be yeah. really hard. I think I would, I would out, I would out kill you, and then you would outscore me, which is what ultimately matters. Yeah. So you know what? Uh, we're in the same pod in the league, so we'll find out. Oh yeah. We'll That's find right. out. I'm gonna bet you're gonna win. <laughs> but we'll see. Uh, I'm gonna have fun squishing some clowns, and sure. either way, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun regardless. So. Uh, really excited to get back in the ring and play some competitive 40k because it is 2020 has sucked. <laughs> yeah, it's been brutal for 40k <laughs> for everything, man. Yeah. Oh man, um, but it is what it is. Uh, so let's take a look at some commissions that we recently completed from the FLG Paint Studio. Of course, 
If you're looking to get some models painted, we are always taking new commissions. If you are a commission painter, part-time, full-time, we are always hiring new artists as well. We have plenty of business. So check us out. This first one is the new, I'm brain farting again. What is wrong with me? This is Caesaris, right? Yes. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Drink some more coffee. Cool model. Uh, it's one of the, the model is spectacular. Yeah. Really. And then of course the paint jobs is absolutely gorgeous. Um, really just hit it out of the park. Yeah. The client was extremely happy. Uh, then we also have the new, or semi-new, uh, characters that came out, the new Inquisitor. Um, uh, Sister of Battle and... Blood Fuse or whatever. I don't, can't remember anything today. I'm getting old, man. Might have <laughs> You're the falling all, apart, buddy. Might have Alzheimer's. Did I don't you know what's sleep going last on. night? What's I think on? when I shaved my mustache, I was just dreaming. That was it. That was your power. It took so much strength. Yeah, it was like Samson. That was the power. It's all gone. Yeah, I'm just a pathetic guy now. I looked like Hercule before. <laughs> But especially when I don't comb my hair, it's like all froey. Yeah. I seriously look like Hercule, just not as buff. A skinny Hercule. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then, of course, we have some uh, uh, Custodes Grav Tanks. Yeah. And, um, or Custodes Grav Tanks. Yeah, they look spectacular. They look cool. Yeah, great fading on the paint, some weathering, brilliant. So if you want to get some models painted, please send the business our way. We are happy to have it. All right, chat, let's answer some questions. And again, sorry, it's a little bit of a shorter show, but... It is what it is. It be what it be. <laughs> uh, not as much to talk about right now, but that's okay. True. Because next week is a new week. Everybody's asking why is the stash gone? Is... You know what? The, the stash was fun and funny. It was cool during quarantine, but um, it wasn't actually that cool. <laughs> Uh, it was just fun it was just something fun and funny yeah, like this is the longest my hair has ever been yeah you should um, just keep going just keep growing it out put it in a ponytail it was like it was like when Frankie tried to do the Ragnar yeah like from, from Vikings he tried to do the Ragnar and it, it, it was a bold attempt didn't stick the landing no it gets to a stage where yeah it gets really weird and I was like eh, I don't think I can last through this <laughs> I was like I'm good <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna get my haircut this week too. It's just been it's been way way too long since I got a haircut. Um, yeah, but I'm just happy I can still grow hair. There you go. You know what I mean? It's a plus. Yeah, indeed. Uh, any questions in the chat? Anything fun? Anyone want to share a fun story? Oh, by the way, uh, anybody that is on a fitness journey, ooh, um, like I've been on trying to, I, I I really, I turned into a big tub tub during COVID. Um, I'm already down 13 pounds in three weeks. Boom. Pretty proud of that. There's an awesome group called, it's either Fit 40K or 40K Fit. It's 40K Fit. Yeah. It's a super, super awesome group on Facebook. Um, ultra positive. Everybody in there is, uh, except for a couple of people, we're all pretty uh, not fit. <laughs> but everyone's super positive and has been helping each other, setting goals and keeping each other encouraged. I, I super recommend it for anybody that's looking for some encouragement, some knowledge, or some really, really knowledgeable people in there like uh, Stephen Box, who's uh, you know extremely fit. Uh, he's in there, he's sharing some of his knowledge. Uh, I gotta give him credit, the Salty Banana. He's in there and uh, he's hilarious. And also he's gotten super duper strong. He's into powerlifting right now. Yeah. So there's some really knowledgeable people in there, Horton Dotton, um, Adam Abramowicz, they're, they're really fit people that are help sharing their knowledge. So 
Um, if you're like me and you turn into a, a real fat boy during COVID and you're trying to, to reverse that, I recommend joining that group. Yeah, it's, it's really nice. It's a lot of positive uh, people in there. So Yeah. So 13 pounds down, baby. Boom. Uh, 50 uh. to go. No, <laughs> I still got a long way to go, <laughs> but we're getting there. Uh, ben Schmoller asks, what do we think an ideal 40K table would be for training in 9th edition? Uh, I think everybody's kind of aware of it right now. Like the key is lots of terrain. Uh, it's it's critical. Like we're seeing tournaments where people are using a lot of terrain. You're getting really diverse lists. People are having more fun and the first turn advantage isn't so notable. Yeah. And it's interesting because there's enough data coming out now that it looks like there really is a, a meaningful argument, a, a, a persuasive argument to be made that first turn is too strong. However, everyone is also uh, tempering that by saying, with adequate, adequate terrain, it's mitigated. And still, some of the best players I know, some of the, the most skilled play testers that I know, are still saying that very frequently they prefer to go second. Yeah. So, I think, I think when you're that, when your skill level is that high, well, like some of these, some like Brian Poland and stuff, who are just exceptional players, they see things differently, right? And so, I don't know if that really is representative of the overall community. Yeah, because uh, right now the data is definitely indicating that going first has a significant advantage, and that's you know you don't want that if at all possible. No, of course. So I mean to be more specific, and then Frankie, I'd love to hear your opinion. I know that my friends that have been playing more than we have lately have been saying that you want um, at least two big line of sight blockers, and then four other significant line of sight blockers on the table. So it's a lot of terrain. Yeah, and I mean. Let's be honest, the perfect sets are the ITC terrain series. I think they're great. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But uh, yeah, I would agree. I think two big line of sight blocking plus significant line of sight blocking in deployment zones would help out a lot. Yeah. So. Colin David Mack has been doing an hour on the bike a day. Good for you. That's yeah. really good. Uh, Mark C, you could use the Space Marine Heroes Series 2 models for all your Terminator army. There you go. Uh, you know what? That If it comes to it, we'll see. Uh, we will see if that is, um, <laughs> I like to have the, de the Deathwing iconography on them though. Like, you know, it just looks better, but uh, you know, if it comes to it, we'll do what we got to do. Yeah. I I'm going to have to proxy some of my other Terminators and I don't have a choice uh, for the league. Until you get them all. Yep. Got to catch them all. Uh, if people put eighth edition train on a table, you will probably lose going second says McBray. McBray. Um, yeah, I think if you kind of abstract it a little bit um it helps you know yeah so yeah it is it's a challenge right like i think you just got to use some house rules yep. if your terrain isn't adequate just throw throw some keywords on there to make them block more line of sight i mean that's what we do yeah so uh let's see if we have any other good questions before we wrap it up chat just went haywire can't really read anything uh, Lou Rollins says he just renewed his gym membership. Good for you, buddy. You get it. That's You know what? It's that you first week is the hardest. Second week starts to become habit. Third week when you start getting some, uh, when you start getting some results, it just really gets you going. Like I have so much energy right now. It's crazy. Um, I feel better than I felt in a long time. So get out there and get it, Lou. Yep. Uh, let me see. Trill. Clinton says or asks, are the units such as Contemptors, Forge World Dreads, and Terax Drill meant to be excluded for Death Guard and Thousand Suns in the new Forge World update? Or is that simply an FAQ issue? I honestly no don't idea. know. <laughs> I honestly don't know. Um, 
I wish I could give you a better answer to that. I apologize. I, I genuinely don't know. Frankie and I actually weren't, just a full disclosure, we're not super in the loop on that project. Yep. So our knowledge on it is not where it would normally be. So unfortunately, we can't answer uh, the questions as well as we would like. Sorry about that. All right, everybody. Um, thank you so much for joining us. We hope you enjoyed episode 709 of Signals from the Frontline. Again, a little bit shorter, but uh, it was kind of a quiet week in the hobby. Hope everybody had a great week. Enjoy the weekend. Good luck getting the new releases because it's not a lot we of them. can't get them. <laughs> Thankfully, though, we still carry a very wide selection of Games Workshop product. So if you want to go pick up some stuff, you can. Yep. If you want to get a mat, you can still get the Urban Chaos mats at a discount. And that's cool. Yeah. Get them. Get them while they're hot. Get them while they're hot. Hot take from Francois. Everybody have a great week, and we will talk to you all next Wednesday.